Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Missoula Sports Center. Montana State solidified its place atop the Big Sky Conference. Montana is all of a sudden on a roll, and the Grizz soccer team is going dancing. Hello, I am Coulter Luanez. In the top FCS matchup of the weekend, the fourth-ranked Cats went to Cheney and pulled out a 23-20 victory over Eastern Washington that was more one-sided than the final margin indicated. MSU piled up 544 yards of total offense, including 291 yards on the ground, and had the ball for nearly 37 minutes in winning for the eighth straight time. Isaiah Fonse rushed for 217 yards, including a 43-yard touchdown rip, helped boost Montana State to its first win in Cheney since 2011. The Grizz went to Greeley, Colorado and found their groove, posting the first shutout by a Montana defense in 10 years by trouncing Northern Colorado 35-0. Senior quarterback Cam Humphrey threw three touchdowns, including two to Sammy Akem, and also rushed in a touchdown to pace the UM offense. The Grizz defense gave up 245 total yards, including just 72 on the ground as Montana won for the third week in a row. Finally, the Grizz soccer team was also in Greeley, the Big Sky Conference Women's Soccer Tournament. Montana got a goal in the 87th minute Friday against Sac State to advance to the championship. And Sunday, Jaden Griggs scored in the 36th minute and the goal stood up as Montana beat Weaver State to advance to the NCAA Tournament for the third time in four seasons under Chris Chinovitsky. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Monday, best day of the week, in my opinion, because we got all sorts of fun talk radio for you. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here during your Monday evening. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? You can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as Blackfoot Communications. Want to go to the uh, Grizz doubleheader tomorrow? We got... Pairs of tickets to both the Lady Grizz and Men Grizz basketball games. 5 p.m. for the ladies, 7.30 for the men. If you want to go, we got two tickets to each of those games. You can have a little doubleheader date with one of your friends or your significant other, maybe your child, your parent, whatever. Give us a call, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. You got to put that 406 on there now. I don't know why they changed this. Also funny how many people are bent out of shape about this, but that's Montanans in a nutshell. Give us a call right now, 888 got a pair of tickets to each of the two Lady Grizz and Men Grizz basketball games tomorrow night. Time now for the Montana, excuse me, the Monday afternoon quarterback with our good friend Marty Morningweg. Coach, what's going on? How you living? I'm living great, Coulter. Let's jack it up. How about the Montana Grizzlies? They looked pretty good, didn't they? They looked a lot better, man. They looked a lot better. And I think that one thing that you and I have been talking about a lot, and you know, we have a lot of – we kind of debrief after the show sometimes, just letting guys make plays, man. Sometimes it's not that complicated. Sometimes you just got to let her rip. And I thought the return of Cam Humphrey, senior quarterback, he looked revitalized. He looked healthy. But more than any of that, he looked confident. He threw the ball down the field. He threw the ball down the field to his big senior receiver, to his big 6'4 tight end. All of a sudden, Montana's off and running 35-0. It was a turning point for the Grizz. I thought they looked much better. Looked much better in November than they did at any time in October. Yeah, agreed. There were There's two things, really, that showed up in the Grizz game. Number one, a confident, sure of himself, experienced quarterback, and then they were playing Northern Colorado. You know, so... That's exactly right. Come on. Now, now the quarterback situation, this Chris Brown, I think really highly of him. Yep. Sometimes a high schooler comes into college and seamlessly transitions, even as a true freshman, at any spot, but it's really highlighted at the quarterback spot. Others, it takes a few starts. Now, what's Chris Brown's record, by the way? Exactly, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, he went 3-0 when, when Cam Humphrey's absence. That's, so that's, the man's winning games. I guess 3-1 because they three lost. And one. Yeah, but still. You know, and, and I think Humphrey's is something like 9-1, mm-hmm. if I remember right. So we're in great shape at the quarterback spot. It did look different, I think, because of those two things. And... I just find it so fascinating because people in Missoula particularly and around the state of Montana love Montana. They become infatuated always with the backup quarterback. This has been a thing for so long in Missoula. And when the backup quarterback looks like Chris Brown, you see the pictures. I mean, every time I post a picture of this kid on Skyline Sports, I mean, he looks just like everybody, everyone else would want to look. He's 6'4", 220. He's all jacked up. He throws a pretty ball. But that's not all there is to playing quarterback. And I just thought you could tell... Even with a completely depleted offensive line, a redshirt freshman making his first ever start at right tackle. Oh, by the way, going against the DN from Northern Colorado, one of the best in the league. 
Yet still, Cam Humphrey, he was the X factor, man. They just looked way more confident, way more smooth, way more everything, way more continuity, all of it uh, uh, across the board. I'll tell you what, Cam, he made two sacks into touchdowns. Right, exactly. I mean, he's very deceptive with his playmaking ability. I think he's got a lot more than people perceive. And then he's got the decision-making and the accuracy and the timing and the experience. So all of that, I think he's deceptively a really, really good quarterback. And the difference between having a really good quarterback to a great quarterback, right, and having an inexperienced quarterback or a mediocre quarterback is that when you've got a good to great quarterback – You've got a chance, really, to win every ball game that you're going into. All right, morning, Wade. Joining me in studio, it's the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Stop by 4800 Grant Creek Road. Start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. they got 75 different RV and boat brands to choose from, so come swing by Brett's RV and Marine today. I know that uh, you probably, first of all, what's, what's the update on your boys? How'd they do this weekend? We went one-on-one. Carroll okay. College looks like they're going to finish strong. Big Skies team at NM, MSU Texas. Dropped one, really, that they shouldn't have. They could have wrapped it up. So all eggs are in one basket this weekend. It's going to be exciting weekend in North Texas. In Wichita Falls, Texas, they can wrap the conference up and get into the Division II playoffs. What's Wichita Falls, Texas like? Oh, it's awesome. You love it? The Pro Wrestling oh, Hall of buddy. Fame is there. Really? Really? I visited it twice. Oh, it is man. awesome. And uh, that might be the biggest attraction around. You know, it's about <laughs> an hour and a half straight north, maybe a little bit west of Dallas, and then, and then straight co- sort of southwest of Oklahoma City, about an hour and a half between each. So what a great little uh, college town Great football now, you know, oh, yeah. in Division oh, yeah. Two. They get some skill and ability in the Lone Star Conference. Are you a pro wrestling guy? Oh, love pro wrestling. Come on. And that's like right your prime era, too, because in, like, in the late 70s, early 80s, that's when it was the best. Andre the Giant oh, man. was big. Have you seen the Andre the Giant documentary on I HBO? One, If you haven't seen it, it's one of the most interesting and awesome documentaries of all time. I mean, this guy... He's from another world, man. He's he's different than all other humans. He really was. He was the biggest of in all ways you could possibly be, personality-wise. I mean, it's an unbelievable documentary. Oh, uh, he's a fascinating guy. And, you know, he had a little, I believe it's called giantism. Right. Right? Yeah. And so typically those guys don't live quite as long. And it's it's too bad that he didn't because he could have been as big after his wrestling career as yep. he was in it. No doubt. If you can check that out, please go check it out. More pro wrestling to come because if you haven't been paying attention, I'm into the pro wrestling myself. I think it's fantastic storytelling, and it's also sort of microcosmic of the state of American society. I know you probably didn't catch the Bobcat game, but I just want to ask you a philosophy question because Montana State went to Eastern Washington, and they, they won, and they played really well. They had 544 yards of total offense, including 300 on the ground. They held the ball for more than 36 minutes. And they're running back 32 carries, 217 yards. So, two-part question. One, how big of an advantage is that as an offensive coordinator when you do have a uh, running back that can endure that sort of uh, burden? Well, it's big, and we did uh, uh, similar things on occasion in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson right, right. as a quarterback. 
And when you control the clock, and I did catch some of that. You know, I had three three TVs going at one time. Love it. Right? You know? And so I caught just a little bit of that Montana State game. And man alive, did they do it to him. They put it on him yep. uh, with the run game. I mean, they rushed for almost 300 yards, if I remember. That's and right. And kept their opponent's offense off of the field as big. And really, it's it's not the time of possession in my mind always. It's the number of plays. Right, right. Yeah, and those two typically correlate, but on occasion they don't because you've got one team playing fast and one team playing slow. Th- that's the dream as the offensive side of the ball. You want to be able to control the clock like that. If you can rush for 300 yards, you want to every time. But on the other side, I'm sure you've been in games too where – the other side is the one that's keeping the ball away from you. How hard is that? Because Eastern came in this game averaging 51 points per game, 600 yards of offense. They had half of that because they didn't. They hardly had the ball. Right. And in that scenario, it occasionally feels like slow death. Those teams that can run the ball for three or four and run the ball for three or four, and then all of a sudden they're in third and one all game, and they get most of them. I will tell you with the running game, you typically need to score touchdowns, though, when you're c- controlling that clock like the Montana State Bobcats did. If you don't score touchdowns, all of a sudden yeah. your opponent gets two or three big plays for touchdowns and flips the momentum on you, and you've dominated the game except for those two, three, four plays, and you find yourself behind. So you have to score touchdowns. Marty Morningwake, longtime coach, both the college and professional levels. Joining me, Coulter Nuana, is in studio Monday afternoon, quarterback with Coach Marty. This is probably the most college football you ever really watched, huh? It's a different time in your life. Well, it is, except on film. Right. Because of right, all the right, evaluations right. we have to do, but that's postseason. Sure. During the season, this is. Ten times more right. college football than I have ever watched. And some of it is because of my two sons. Yeah, and yeah. then other is because of the Grizz. Sure. And then others is because of some of the great college players out right. there and other great teams out there as well. Is it weird, though, watching the college game? I mean, just like within the scope of the season, it's you probably have not done this in decades. I haven't. You know, I, I will tell you, it, it doesn't seem different yeah. because I had a... I had a knee replacement, and then I was recovering from that. The season had already started, and I do the radio show with Coulter that keeps me go. busy. So I feel really busy. It's been awesome because I get to keep up with the Grizz. I get to keep up with Carroll College. I get to keep up with the staying gang right, in right. North Texas. I get to keep up with some of my coaching friends that are in the college ranks. Well, speaking of coaching friends... I know a couple guys that had a huge influence on her career. You crossed paths with them once upon a time in Flagstaff. So the Grizz go to Northern Arizona this week. I actually think it's uh, f- fascinating how many guys that have Grizz ties also have NAU ties. I mean, Bobby Houck was once upon a time at NAU. Brett Pease, who's now the uh, assistant head coach and wide receivers coach here at Montana, was once upon a time at NAU. I was just talking to Jerome Sowers, who coached at NAU for 20-plus years, uh, a long time as the head coach, but he was the D.C and Montana for about a decade before that. Part of it wants me to think it's just because Flagstaff and Missoula are kind of both cool towns, right? But do you have any good NAU stories? 
Well, I'll tell you, they are. You bring up a good point. One of the staffs I was on at Northern Arizona, I mean, Andy Reid was there yep. before me. I was there. Uh, Brad Childress was there. Right. One, uh, once a future uh, Vikings the line coach. coach uh, the line coach uh, for the, I believe he is in D.C., or was in D.C., Callahan. Yeah, Mike Callahan. Yeah, and he was a head coach. And then there's three head coaches. Oh, Bill Callahan, NFL. excuse me. Bill Callahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and four with Andy. What a great place. I will tell you, I always thought Northern Arizona was a gold mine. Right? Yes. I'm surprised they haven't been better. Exactly right. I Because it has, it has all the elements, right? I mean, it's a cool college town. It's in a good location. I know it's kind of hard to get to relative to, like, Phoenix or whatever, but it's not, I mean... I don't know. I've, every time I've gone to Flag, I'm like, man, I'd love to go to school here. This seems sweet. You look at location and you look at recruiting. You've got the whole state of Arizona. Right. It's an hour and a half south of you, right down the hill. You've got Southern California. You look at facilities. Right. Fantastic. Maybe some of the best in the country. And they just did another $50 million upgrade, so they're even getting better. Yes. And and it's, it's like you said, much like Missoula, surrounded by Ponderosas and just a gorgeous place. And the altitude's up there. So you get yep. a, you get many of the great world-class athletes that choose to train there. Totally. What great facilities as well. The Arizona Cardinals typically will go up there for training camp because of the facilities and yep. elements. So I see that as a gold mine. And it's also a gold mine because that's the spot that I met my lovely wife, hey, Lindsay. That's the best recruiting job of all time. At the Buster's <laughs> restaurant and bar that is no longer there, by the way. But it was a hot spot when I was a part-time running back coach coming out of the Arena League off of ACL surgery, coaching the running backs for the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. Do you, uh, do you remember any of your running backs? When was this? Like, what, mid-1980s? Oh, yeah. I, I'm not very good with years. I just <laughs> yeah, right. count back. But <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. We had great, great runners, receivers, Quarterbacks, to some extent, we had some great cover DB. There's so much talent in the state of Arizona and Southern Cal. I'll tell you one other story if we've got a little time. Oh, of course. We were young, right? Yeah. We were young coaching at Northern Arizona. I'm talking about my wife and I, and the wives' trip was at the University of Montana with the new stadium. And my wife, my wife didn't quite understand that winning is good. Winning covers a lot of things. <laughs> it covers up a lot of things. Yep. And we come into the Grizz Stadium. Of course, the night before, everybody was telling her how nice it was to have my wife in the state of Montana, in Missoula, and we get into the stadium. And then apparently they started booing me just a little bit. And my, <laughs> wife, my wife was sitting with Gordy Fix, and my wife says, why are they booing my husband? And Gordy said, well, what did you expect? And, of course, she <laughs> thought that... Because I had played here, and we were pretty good, and all those things that they would give me. Now, I don't know what she was thinking, maybe a standing ovation. <laughs> but, but she learned. She learned at the University of Montana when we were coaching for NAU what the real life of a football coach is. Well, I, I love that story. And, uh, Coach, I promise you, you'd get a standing ovation now. <laughs> so we'll bring you back out. You know, this a lot has happened since then to now, including more than 25 years in the NFL coaching some of the best players that the game has seen. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Brett's RV and Marie and Marty Morningweg in studio with me.
Coulter Nuanas. It's, produ- it's presented in part by Alpine Touch. You want some Alpine Touch? We got all sorts of Alpine Touch. We got our big fall giveaway. We're coming up on it next Friday. We're going to be announcing the winner. So keep those entries coming. But right now, we also have some Alpine Touch for you. All you have to do is call us, 406-888-1029. Caller number three. We got a Grand Slam package from Alpine Touch. And if you don't win, head on over to alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana Special Spice. The Cats play Idaho at home this weekend. Can I give Idaho stories? Trap. Trap to <laughs> Mike Hagan. To, to pummel him in Idaho. That was in 1981. Yeah. And we were up by a score, and the game was getting tight, and it was in the fourth quarter, and we hit a trap. We popped the trap from about the 35-yard line, and Mike Hagan hit his head on the goalpost. That right there, right there, that play, that win at Idaho is when I knew for sure. We had this program turned, and that was the game where the fellows carried Naseby Reinhardt off yep. on their shoulders, and I knew it was big for Naseby. I didn't know why. I suspected it went clear back to his playing days, but it's a big rivalry game for Montana and Idaho, and I'm sure it is for Montana State yep. and Idaho yep. as well. Love beating the Idaho Vandals anywhere, anytime. It, it is a great having them back in the league. I know it's been a... Strange and much chronicled move, but uh, geographical rivalry is a good thing. Fan bases that you know got a little vinegar in their in their discourse—that's a good thing. More on all the world of football, including the NFL. One of the craziest Sundays of the season. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana State solidified its place atop the Big Sky Conference. Montana is all of a sudden on a roll, and the Grizz soccer team is going dancing. Hello, I am Coulter Luanez. In the top FCS matchup of the weekend, the fourth-ranked Cats went to Cheney and pulled out a 23-20 victory over Eastern Washington that was more one-sided than the final margin indicated. MSU piled up 544 yards of total offense, including 291 yards on the ground, and had the ball for nearly 37 minutes in winning for the eighth straight time. Isaiah Fonse rushed for 217 yards, including a 43-yard touchdown rip, helped boost Montana State to its first win in Cheney since 2011. The Grizz went to Greeley, Colorado and found their groove, posting the first shutout by a Montana defense in 10 years by trouncing Northern Colorado 35-0. Senior quarterback Cam Humphrey threw three touchdowns, including two to Sammy Akem, and also rushed in a touchdown to pace the UM offense. The Grizz defense gave up 245 total yards, including just 72 on the ground as Montana won for the third week in a row. Finally, the Grizz soccer team was also in Greeley, the Big Sky Conference Women's Soccer Tournament. Montana got a goal in the 87th minute Friday against Sac State to advance to the championship. And Sunday, Jaden Griggs scored in the 36th minute and the goal stood up as Montana beat Weaver State to advance to the NCAA tournament for the third time in four seasons under Chris Chinovitsky. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
fast as polished steel He wore his gun outside his pants For all the honest world to feel You know we're having a good time. We're also a little Pancho and Lefty, a little Willie Nelson. Shout out, Mom. I know this is one of your favorites. Well, Emmylou Harris, I think the original writer of this song. You into Emmylou Harris? Oh, I love Emmylou Harris. Absolutely. Willie, Waylon, Merle, uh, all those guys back in the day. Emmylou, Dolly. I still love Dolly Parton. Oh, I got to love it. So I watched a documentary on Dolly Parton the other week. What an amazing life she's had. I know a little bit about the history just because my mother really liked Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. But I did not get to see the documentary that you saw. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningway joining me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio. We do this the second hour of each Monday show. Always a ton of fun. It's fun having you back into college, too. I think this is awesome. We, I, I knew that we were always going to be able to talk NFL, but this is great having your, your perspective on college, too. Oh, I love it. You know, the big difference between college is the hashes. Sure. Right? There, that's a big difference. And then some rules. Sure. So if you were ever to go from the NFL to college or college to the NFL, the first thing that I learned, you sit down with a referee – and you make sure you understand those differences in rules very big. And then you sit down with an offensive guy and a defensive guy in those hashes. Because in the NFL, many people don't care about it. There were game plans where there might be just four or five plays, plays where I ever even cared about a hash. Right. It also comes into play for your kicker maybe. Yeah. Just a little bit more in college. In the NFL... Most kickers, I would say there's some, but most of them don't care which has to right. They're so tight together. Right. Love it. Text from one of our good friends, Brian Salonen. Shout out, BS. Uh, just saying that he loved your Idaho story. So keep on listening, BS, and uh, keep on doing all the good things that you do around here in the city of Missoula. Big Brian Salonen. <laughs> I've got another story, Brian, and you're in it about the Grizz Cat game that's coming up in what? Two weeks, a, less a than week two weeks. and a half. Yeah. I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I've got a good one with Salonen in it. Can't wait. You want to save it for next week? You want to do it right now? No, let's, let's save, we'll save it. it. We, we'll save it for next week. It's a big week. You know, you know, we've got to beat the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks on the road in the Dome at 6,900 feet <laughs> yep. of elevation, yep. right? We've got to be able to do that. Here's, here's the thing. Whenever any of my colleagues are here, we're breaking down Big Sky Conference football. And we're talking about games and the way they're going to go and the predictions and all that stuff. This this year, the league's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty tiered, and you know, you know, kind of top teams and the bottom teams. When those two, when when the top play the bottom, it's almost you know, almost not a, a real possibility even that they're going to lose. Like Montana played well on Saturday, they could have also not played well, and they're still going to win. It's Northern Colorado; they've only won twenty five league games since they joined the league fifteen or sixteen years ago. But the one thing I always remind all my colleagues is the biggest anomaly in the Big Sky Conference is when you got to go to Flagstaff. It, it's just a different place. It's a different place in terms of environment, sight lines, the elevation, the trip there. There's woo-woo spirits in, in northern Arizona. I know there is because I'm from there. And uh, so that's why I always say it's not an easy win when you go to Flagstaff. You never know. You never know when you go to flag. And you have the dome. You got the dome. Which is a little bit different. It is. I used to love warming up in the dome. Because the ball would come out of your hand. You could throw the ball about 8 or 10 yards further. It's different. Yeah. The field is uh, completely flat. 
It's different it throwing is. a square out than it is on grass where the field is crowned yep. just a little bit. Yep. Let's talk some NFL. First and foremost, our producer, Andrew, is a big-time Philadelphia Eagles fan. So he was loving when you were telling Philly stories the other week. So we'll just talk about was one guy. One guy I thought was a little bit ahead of his time. I think that he and Percy Harvin were two guys that were that could have been, they were really good, but if they were playing now, would be even better because they could be like Tyreek Hill 2.0, and that's Jeremy Macklin. I think that Macklin, at the time, he was he was a pretty innovative weapon. So tell us a good Jeremy Macklin story. Jeremy Macklin out of the University of Missouri. I'll tell you what. He started day one as a rookie. In fact, there was two years started rookies back to back years. That was Deshaun yep. and Jeremy. I mean, that's a pretty good speed, coach. That's some good <laughs> speed. I mean, I bet you how many guys have run sub four fours at the combine ever? Twenty. Yeah, and those guys are two of them. What I will tell you, if some people don't really understand. Once you get into the four fours, right. you're fast. Oh, buddy. You go below 4-4, there's very few people on the earth that can do that. Like, when these high school kids are saying they're running sub-4-4s, it's like, no, you're not, man. You're not. Deshaun Jackson is one of the fastest guys to ever play football. That's right. <laughs> he's right, and he's like 4-3-5. <laughs> I saw where Deshaun just signed, it was, this is hard for me to say, the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I man. almost said Oakland again. Yeah. Congratulations to Deshaun. Getting back to Jeremy Macklin. Let me tell you, day one starter. Now, how do you start on day one? You pretty much have to be really natural, a yep. natural type of player. You've got to be really, really smart. You've got to be tough. Okay? You've got to stay pretty healthy throughout the offseason and into training camp so you get enough reps. Uh, and, and, and then you have to have an opportunity, and I thought we were really, really good in Philadelphia, of giving our young, possibly excellent players an opportunity to earn starting jobs and he took off and rolled and you're exactly right he would be better even today than he was back in the day he was like slash in the nfl cordell stewart was a little bit of that but macklin was even more like you could run the wildcat with him sometimes fly sweep jet sweep throw him the slant the bubble all that stuff you could do just about anything including deep oh yeah Hard for, Jeremy Mack. Hard for guys like that to stay around forever, though, because the, he just didn't have a lot of size. Well, I got him to Baltimore. Right. Uh, and 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 he was about done. He still had a little bit left, but he was about done about that point. He came out of the suburbs of St. Louis and went to Missouri, like I said. Wonderful player. Still a good friend of mine, Jeremy Macklin. I love it. Well, Monday afternoon quarterback, by the way, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine been locally owned and operated for more than 50 years. Swing on by 4800 Grand Creek Road. Start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. What the hell happened this weekend in the NFL? Crazy. <laughs> what? I was sitting there going through the guide. Okay, which games am I going to watch? And I'm sitting here thinking, well, most of these games aren't going to be any good because you had really good teams versus struggling teams. Well, it turned out that all the games were good and almost all of the teams you didn't think were going to win won. I thought the Bills were going to be like my AFC favorite. Nope, they lose to the Jags. And on down the line, the Cowboys were down 30 to nothing at home. I couldn't even believe what I was watching. With Dak Prescott. With back, right. At the quarterback spot. It was crazy. The biggest one you mentioned. The Bills at Jacksonville. Are you kidding me? Nine to six? Unbelievable. That's why the NFL is so exciting. It is. Anybody can beat anybody 
on a Sunday or Monday or Thursday. It can happen. And one of the main things is turnover ratio and the quarterback play. If a bad team gets three or four turnovers and their quarterback doesn't have to be, but if he plays like a five, top five or ten guy, your team can knock off a 14-point favorite. Well, let's dive into what actually went down yesterday. First of all, we'll start with last night. The Titans come into the game with a lot of question marks because their big workhorse, Derrick Henry, out indefinitely. The Rams, on the other hand, completely rolling. The pregame story is all about Aaron Donald. And then Jeffrey Simmons steals the show. I love Jeffrey Simmons. He has been on my radar for a long time simply because he just might be the biggest guy in the league. I mean, you look at him when he flexes his muscles after the sack, you're like, how? How is somebody this big, this strong, this fast? Unbelievable specimen he is. But we haven't seen a Sean McVay offense get it taken to them like that by a pass rush in a long time, maybe ever. I mean, I think the Rams have given up eight sacks all season long, and they gave up four sacks in the first 20 minutes, including three to to Simmons, who's a defensive tackle, no less. McVay's offense got completely derailed. The commentators were talking about it towards the end of the game. They had two series where they scored late, but they were already down so much that it was all, all for naught. But how does that happen? How does an offense get so derailed? It looked like a completely different team for the Rams for most of the first three quarters last night. Well, the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl, they got derailed by the Patriots pretty good, you know, on the offensive side. If you can stop the run... And then what we call the quarterback keepers, the movement plays from the Rams, you're in pretty good shape. And there's only a select few that can do that. And their opponent, the Tennessee Titans, is one of them that can stop the run dead cold and then still at the same time take care of the quarterback keepers. The, 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 The attitude that the Titans play with, I think that Mike Vrabel's wanted to have a team that has this sort of cohesive identity that looks like him, kind of. And it's eluded him a little bit, and now I think he's got it. Even with Derrick Henry out, just the level of, of edge that they play with, is it's impressive, man. They, they took it on the chin last year defensively. Now they got all those dudes back, and they're healthy. More than anything, though, it's just the way that they're playing. It's just, it's just it's attitude defense. It is amazing how... A football team will sort of represent the head coach's personality. The better ones, right? I mean, a lot lot of times if they don't, that's a problem, though, too, right? You're exactly right. But at some point, that is created. And it's normally created by the leaders of the football team. And the Tennessee Titans have taken on the personality of their head coach. And that is a tough, physical no nonsense, run to the ball, beat them to the punch, hit them like hell type of football team on both sides of the ball. When you talk about building that sort of thing in the NFL, how do you do it? Because it seems to me it's way more uh, easy. It's easier to understand at the college level. Hey, I'm going to recruit all these type of guys. You're recruiting a specific type of personality or guys from specific types of families, areas. I mean, Coach Houck does a great job of this, right? He wants guys from the region that come from, you know, hard-nosed families. He wants to meet your dad, all that sort of stuff. That seems like it's way more in your control. How do you do that in the NFL when you're talking about so many different decision-makers and rosters that change 
every week, let alone every season. Right. Well, it is it is true what you say. But between the time that you take over the head coaching job and then when the team years later quite possibly yeah. takes on your personality, you have the ability to adjust to your personnel with scheme. And he's done a brilliant job of that, always keeping in mind the tough physical team that he wants to be at some point. And there's been, listen, they've always been a tough physical type of team. And now he's got the players back healthy, and then they've added to it. It's too bad they lost their great runner, but on occasion, uh, the next man up can play as good or better. Or you do some other things to take advantage of, of that great player not being there. Last thing on this game from Sunday Night Football. I can't believe that Adrian Peterson is still in the NFL. I mean, what an amazing athlete to, to go through. I mean, he has been in the league for 15 years, and he has been the guy forever. And I know he wasn't, you know, he's not 2007 Adrian Peterson because guess what? In my personal opinion, no one is. That's the best season in the history of the league, in my personal opinion. But it's just so impressive that he's still hanging around. Well, you and I have talked about it before. There's two things that come to mind. Some people are built to play this game. Yes. He's built to play this game. I mean, he, he was the biggest phenom ever, man. He's the only dude I ever saw that could absolutely be an NFL day one starter when he was 18 years old. Yes. I mean, he, he rushed for 2,000 yards. He's fr- true freshman year at Oklahoma. Yeah. And, and then the second thing is I coached him in the Pro Bowl. You did. Back in his prime. Man. And the word was back then, have you shaken hands with this man yet? Because he will try to break your hand when he shakes it. Right. That's the way he plays the game of football as well. He wants to break you. And it is an amazing career for him. I would put him way up there on the list I mean, of he, the great running backs. He's got to be, right? I mean, yeah. He's on he's on the I don't know. I mean, you you are old enough to remember OJ Simpson. I think Adrian Peterson is better than that. Walter Payton, that's a coin flip, man. Earl Campbell, I mean, the, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, I mean, that's kind of the group, though, right? Eric Dickerson maybe. And then you have the longevity part. Right. Which he is still building upon. You've got Gail Sayers who played what? Four or five years right. because of that knee. What a great... I've seen old film on this one. Oh, buddy. Oh, my gosh. How sweet of a runner he was. Oh, buddy. And then you've got a man like this right. who's playing years and years and years of tough... He plays more like Walter Payton. Yeah. Right? And and he's going on and on, and he's on, and he's on a pretty good football team now as well. Yeah. Well, see, he gets to continue to add to the statistics. That's... Uh, uh, pretty fascinating that Adrian Peterson's still hanging around, but definitely one of the best ever played. More about this weekend that was Monday afternoon quarterback presented in part by Alpine Touch. Go visit alpinetouch.com. They got their barbecue sauce out now. If you're grilling for hunting season or tailgate season, Alpine Touch, Montana Special Spice. More on the NFL with Coach Marty right after this.
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio Missoula. says he wants Johnny Cash next time, so we'll get him some Johnny Cash. We got Willie Nelson and Raylan Jennings, so love diversifying the playlist, especially when we got Coach Marty in the studio. Marty Morningweg, long-time NFL offensive coach here in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. This is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Coach, last week got kicked off with the Indianapolis Colts drilling the New York Jets. Weird. I don't. I don't really know. Just an observation, but the Colts went for it on fourth and two from the two-yard line when they were up 28-7. to seven. I was think, sitting there thinking, are they just trying to keep this going, or is there some bad blood? I thought that was weird, but that's all to say that the uh, the Colts looked a lot better. They have a lot of talent, and I think that they should be a playoff team, and uh, maybe that 45-20 to 20 wins turning the corner for Indianapolis. That decision right there with Frank Reich, I'm telling you, without having uh, talked to him, all analytics. Mm, interesting. It's all analytics. Yep. He goes by the book, yep. typically on analytics. And we could have a discussion on analytics. I love analytics. You do. As long as there's some common sense sure. put into the thing. Right. Right? So, but anyways, uh, my man Carson Wentz played brilliantly. Yep. Now, the game before, you know, he did what the Rams quarterback did last night. You know, you throw it right to the, the opponent, backed up. We can't do those type of things. Carson tends to have that in him every now and then. Great players tend to make great plays right at the moment that they need to. And it hasn't been that way lately. What do you think of just sort of the evolution of him? Because he went from sort of upstart, small school guy, to then solid as a rookie. Then boom, this guy's the NFL MVP. Then he gets hurt. And then it's been sort of a struggle for him ever since. But it's maybe a new start as him revitalized. Yeah, with the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz, I thought that was the best move for both the Eagles yeah. and Carson at the time. Yep. Get a new start for Carson. You know, it's very, very difficult playing football. Any pro sport in Philadelphia, they love to tear down their best players. Yeah. For some crazy reason. And then when they're done, they want to build the statue of right. it. It's just a sort of an odd mentality there in Philadelphia. So do you think that's I, hard for a specifically guy like from a small school like North Dakota State who's, you know, Carson Wentz has never been anything but the golden boy, the man. I mean, it, but also comes from a place where it's the, the, like distinctly opposite of that, right? Like North Dakotans are so nice as you're not going to have anybody like tearing you down. I think there is something to that. Yeah. I know a 
great general manager back in the day that loved the men from SC and Notre Dame. All that right, have played right, in right. front of sixty and eighty thousand fans. However, however, I think there are some great, great small college players and quarterbacks to hit it big and become MVPs of the NFL. I do concern myself. I think it might take a little longer occasionally for a man from Utah State to go to Green Bay. Sure, sure, sure. Start his first game. From the man from BYU to go to the Jets. Right. Big market area. You know, so that's always a concern, and much of it's within you. You better be tough both mentally and physically in those type of cities. Cincinnati was a team that turned some heads a couple weeks ago by blasting the Ravens. But now it turns out the Ravens might not be that good on defense this year, which is crazy because that's literally never been said. Since they moved from Cleveland to to Baltimore 25 years ago, they've been great on defense always. And so maybe they, I don't know, I don't know if they take a step back or not. My question for you, though, is, Coach, since that win over the Baltimore Ravens for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals have taken it in the chin two weeks in a row. Is it hard to keep young teams sort of focused when they do have a breakthrough win like that? Any team. Yeah. Any right. team, unless you have great leadership. Right. So the Cincinnati Bengals may be right at that point where they're accumulating great leaders and some of those players on their team are learning to be a great leader. And a great leader will say, that will never happen again, what we just went through. And here's how we're going to prevent that from happening again because there was a time just a couple weeks ago where the Cincinnati Bengals look like one of the better teams in the NFL and they've dropped two. So they can recover. And if you have great leadership, they wouldn't be in this position. A couple other results from over the weekend that were vastly surprising. Atlanta over New Orleans because the Saints had looked good. Uh, but maybe Atlanta's in the mix. I don't know. Atlanta was sort of off to a, a poor start and sort of an anonymous squad, and now not so much. And they're sitting there only a game behind New Orleans in the standings now. So that was an interesting one. The uh, New York football giants looked like they were fast-tracking to uh, a top-five pick, and now they don't. Now they look kind of good. They beat the Las Vegas Raiders, who were one of the surprises early. Jags over the Bills, of course, and the Titans over the Rams. So there was a lot of weird results yesterday. You look at the Raiders game. There were so many turnovers by the Raiders. That just totally flipped that game. But you're right. The Giants are a team that lost some games, but in doing so, they were playing hard. So you can make some adjustment as long as the fellows are playing hard and end up winning some games. I still think the Giants are a year or two away from really making a run at it. If you would have told me back in July... What would have been the most exciting game of this weekend on paper, I would have said it would have been the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. But instead, half the Packers are in quarantine, and Patrick Mahomes somehow seems like he's lost his luster a little bit. And uh, the Chiefs pull out a a must-have-it game, uh, but it was just a weird one yesterday. You'd expect the over-under on that thing to be more like 50, and it was 20 yesterday. Sort of a weird game all the way around. Don't count the Chiefs out. You know I'm biased. Oh, of course, the of course. But and you can't. Patrick Mahomes, we talked about it before. The great Barry Bond said once, you've never played much baseball if you haven't been in a slump. Right. So I would sure. expect Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City offense to come out of the gates one of these days and rock and roll. Now, the good thing with the Kansas City Chiefs is their defense played really well. Yep. 
against a man, a quarterback, in his first start is kind of amazing. Those men that get their first starts, whether they're rookies or second, third, fourth year players, they either do really well and then your opponent gets a book on them. Or they just do Or it looks ugly. It looked ugly yesterday. And it looked almost ugly. And so... So the Packers, where do they go from here? Well, they get Aaron Rodgers back, and they rock and roll, keep him healthy, and then their backup's got a little bit of game experience, which counts. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because we only do have a couple minutes left. But I just got to ask you about Aaron Rodgers because I know that they're – we don't like talking about COVID and all this stuff around here. It's way too polarizing. I think it's silly that it is polarizing, but regardless, we don't like going down that way. But more just from a team perspective, it seems as if this is just the, the way he's operated the last 10 days or so has just been sort of in the face of his team. It, it seems like if I was his teammate, I wouldn't be very happy about it. Well, two things. He's such a great player that the players on the Green Bay Packers want him to play because that's their best opportunity to win. I mean, he's the MVP of the NFL. I've got a little problem. I think he was deceptive at best. Right. You know, and and so there lies the problem. Now, the second thing, if you look back to the beginning of the season and the holdout and all the crazy drama going around it, it probably hurt him for a game. I think he probably hurt the team in that opener, uh, or at least going into the opener. And then I think he probably hurt the team here. Okay, And then when he comes back, it may end up being seamless. We'll see. It'll be interesting. It will definitely be interesting. I... I don't know. I got a lot to say about uh, this, but we'll save it for a little later on in the week. Uh, Only from uh, just the fact that I think that Aaron Rodgers gets away with a lot more than almost anybody in the world of professional sports because of his talent and where he plays. And if he was playing in a different place and he wasn't the reigning MVP of the NFL, I think there'd be a lot uh, different circumstances, but here nor there. Coach, this was awesome. We love talking football with you. Thanks for swinging by. Enjoyed it. We'll see you next week for the Grizz Cat Week. Can't wait. Can't wait for the story about Salona either. That's going to be a highlight, no question. The Monday afternoon quarterback is presented by both Brett's RV and Marine, as well as Alpine Touch. Thanks, thanks to those great sponsors. Thanks to our good friend, longtime NFL veteran coach, Marty Morningway, for joining us every Monday here in studio. Tomorrow, we'll see you back here, 4 p.m. Justin Angle, a business angle. He'll swing by. We're also going to hear from Grady Bennett, former Grizz quarterback, current head coach of Kalispell Glacier. We're also going to have our Treasure State Stars for the week, and we'll get Andrew Houghton's take on the Grizz game and the Bobcat game as well. Meet you there, 4 p.m. tomorrow. Have a good evening. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.